Fractures that involve the base of skull, in addition to all the complications we have discussed earlier, have a whole other range of important consequences that need to be taken into account. On the next page we'll talk about petrous temporal bone fractures as they have their own specific features and complications. Before we do so, however, it is worth having a think about why the base of skull fractures are so important. Mostly, this relates to the fact that the base of skull has numerous important structures entering and leaving the intracranial cavity via foramina. As you have no doubt realised, there are a lot of holes in the base of skull. You may never have learnt them all, or learnt them once upon a time and forgotten them. Well, it's time to revise your anatomy. Fractures that extend through these foramina, especially if displaced, can result in damage to the traversing structures. This is particularly important in the context of optic nerve damage at the orbital apex and optic nerve canal, and carotid artery damage as it passes through the base of skull and up into the cavernous sinus. In most instances, if there is involvement of the carotid canal, it is prudent to obtain vascular imaging, usually a CT angiography, to ensure that there are no dissections or tears in the artery. In rare cases, this can even result in exsanguination into the sphenoid sinus, an event I have fortunately only seen a couple of times. Keep this in mind when you see blood in the sphenoid sinus. All cranial nerves can be damaged by fractures. Pay particularly close attention to the optic canal, superior orbital fissure, petrous apex and facial nerve canal, which we will look at in more depth on the next page. Interestingly, the most commonly injured cranial nerve in the setting of head injury is the olfactory nerve which occurs usually without a fracture, but simply from sheer injury of the, of the small nerve fascicles that extend through the cribriform plate of the ethmoid to supply the olfactory epithelium. Generally, I have found it not widely recognised that the base of skull fractures follow certain predictable paths. This is not surprising, I suppose, given that the skull base has a complex 3D shape and you would expect certain paths to be weaker than others. In fact, the pattern of fracturing is quite predictable based on the site of impact with fractures extending a variable distance along fairly predictable trajectories. These have been described in the setting of transphenoidal fractures, which are particularly important due to the increased likelihood of carotid or optic nerve damage. Although knowing the terms given to these fracture patterns is by no means necessary, recognising them is helpful in identifying or predicting the presence of minimally displaced fractures elsewhere. 